Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Deeper Than Work podcast. This is Dorianne from YourCareerGirl.com and I am so excited for today's episode. We have a special guest and I know you're going to love her, um, but before we do that, I just want to make sure that if you haven't already, you head on over to YourCareerGirl.com and you sign up for your free five-day career makeover toolkit. Um, as you already know, well, if you don't already know, if this is your first time, I'm Dorianne. I'm an HR expert and career strategist, and I help high-achieving, ambitious women who know that work should be deeper than just a job, but that it should be purposeful, profitable, and productive. I help them transform their careers. So if that sounds like you, then you're in the right place. And like I said, we have a special guest today, Adunola Adashola, and she is a career strategist who teaches young professionals how to transition from jobs that are just boring and frustrating, but how to transition to careers that are actually satisfying and fulfilling. She has a signature program, it's called Career Redefined, and she helps her clients navigate their job hunt She helps them build their strategies so that they can land the positions that they know they deserve. And that's right up my alley. That's what I am all about as well. She also shares practical advice on how to take control of your career and life. And you can find out about her signature program and about more of what she does at employeeredefined.com. I'll have the link in the show notes. And in her free time, you can also find her in the kitchen trying out a new recipe that she found online, which is amazing. Um, I need to get back on that as well. So welcome, Adenola. Welcome. Hello. So So happy to be here. Before we get started with our amazing topic, which I'll tell you guys about, just teasing you a little bit and holding it out, but so far you know that we have (laughs) Adenola. But why don't you tell us about one of your favorite recipes? I thought that was really interesting about you. So what's, what's the last thing that you cooked that was really good? Um, so it's really funny. I just kind of find stuff online and it's, <laughs> I'm like a Google, like Google's my best friend. So I'll like find recipes, compare which one I like the most and then start putting things together, maybe using one or two of different recipes. Um, the last thing that I think I really enjoyed that I made was, um, this mac and cheese recipe that I found from, um, Chef Risha, her, her, um, website is carnaldish.com. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so I like mac and cheese, but I'm, I've never really been that much of a crazy fan for it. But, um, this one was just so delicious and, you know, there has to be a, like a lot of people make mac and cheese, but you have to have that right consistency yeah. and that right taste. Yes, yeah, so. it can't be too <laughs> runny. It has to be baked perfectly. I get it's, it. Exactly. Not too brown with the breadcrumbs. (laughs) Totally (laughs) understand. That one was really, really good. I actually ended up finishing it, and then the people I made it for, they finished it. So um, I was really happy about that recipe. Awesome. Awesome. So for those of you who are wondering, like, why are we talking about mac and cheese, it ties into (laughs) our point, believe me. But the point, uh, today's topic is going to be about how to protect your boundaries at work so you do not become a workaholic and you still get ahead. So you can find time to not only kill it at work, but also do things you love in your spare time, like find recipes online and make macaroni and cheese, (laughs) work out, get some sleep, whatever it is you need, but still not sacrificing being a high achiever at work. So we're all about high achievers here on the Deeper Than Work podcast. So we're going to jump in and talk about that today. So I'm really excited about it. I know this is something that is really, you know, just important to all of you guys. So I'm ready to jump into that. So 
Adonola, I know we were talking about this topic a little bit before, and, you know, it's clear that besides being a workaholic, besides it taking a toll on your mental and your physical and all of that, your well-being, there's actually research that says that it's you're less productive when you have too much going on, but it seems like everybody wants to be busy, and you ask them, like, you know, what are you doing? What were you doing this weekend? How's it going? Like, oh, my gosh, I'm so busy. So <laughs> why do you think that people wear the word busy as a badge of honor? Um, I think that, you know, a lot of people want to blame society, right? But I feel like just the way that we are, our culture, we're always on. We're always connected to our phones. We're always connected to everyone's lives via Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. You know, there's always something that we can be doing, especially with your email on your phone and everything just at a click of a finger. Um, And so I feel like that is one of the main reasons why we feel like we have to be busy, because especially because we see everybody else doing things all the time. We see people online that are achieving their goals and making life seem like it's just a walk in the park. And so I think that that makes us feel like we also have to be doing those things. Like we also have to be, um, you know, working all the time or traveling or hanging out with friends or we always have to have something on our to-do list. And we can't just tell someone like, yeah, we're, we're just been, we've just been laying around all day. Like no one, <laughs> no one, no one wants to hear that. You know, like no one wants to know, no, even if you have been laying around all day, you wouldn't even tell someone that because you just feel like you don't want to come off as lazy or unmotivated or um, not ambitious, you know? So I think that that kind of perpetuates us to always tell people that we're busy. Cause I know some, a lot, a long, not a long time ago. So Sometimes when I'm not busy, I still find myself telling people that I'm busy because that's what people want to hear. Like they want to hear that <laughs> they want to hear that you're making things happen or that you're all over the place. So I think that that's just one of the reasons why we always feel like that's the first thing that should come to our mind. I think you raise some really good points. I, but anyone who knows me knows that I, I'm the total opposite. Like when I have a weekend where I don't have to do anything, I'm shouting that from the rooftops. They're like, how was your weekend? <laughs> oh my gosh, I did nothing. I didn't leave my house. I didn't leave the couch. I binge watched something on TV. So I'm the total opposite. But I totally understand that a lot of people do do that. And what's interesting though, is that like, I read, I read a lot of different things and a lot of things that I read, they always say that you really should be, take time to be lazy, to be mm-hmm. doing nothing, to just yeah. unplug because that's when your creativity is at its peak. That's when you can, you know, connect ideas and recharge. So it's really interesting that it would benefit us more to mm-hmm. lay back, but that's just kind of the opposite of what people do. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's sure. So as far as setting boundaries in your career, I'm of the mindset that it actually helps you become more successful. Would you agree? Like, what are your thoughts about that hypothesis? Yes. So as much as I say that, you know, even recently, sometimes I find myself telling people I'm busy. Um, In the last couple of months, well, one, I've been doing making active steps like over the last year to not be a workaholic. Um, But in the last couple of months, just because I've been going, going, going at work, I find myself um, shutting down over the weekends. Mm -hmm. So um, I really think, and for me, it's really helped me kind of clear my mind and really declutter things, really figure out what's important, figure out, okay, looking at different ways that I can maybe pursue something. And so I feel like when you're able to really just disconnect from your work, you're able to kind of 
think about things clearly. Um, I was actually sharing that with um, some of my subscribers um, last week, just saying that sometimes, you know, when you're really focused on something, just taking yourself away from it allows you to kind of think about it clearer because, you know, your your mind never really stops working. Mm -hmm. So even though you're not really focused on that problem, you're still having, you still have that problem in the back of your mind, but you just give yourself the ability to think about it clearer because you're not stressing yourself out. And so I find that when you're able to really just relax and kind of get away and step away, you're able to also think better about the decisions that you need to make concerning your work or your career. That is so true. Think about like the light bulbs that go off, like when you're in the shower or when you're going for a run, like when you're just like doing nothing, quote unquote, and you're just yeah. like, letting your mind go, that's when the magic happens. So exactly. Yeah, that's true. So you mentioned just a while ago that for the past year or so, you've been really trying to make deliberate steps to not be a workaholic. What are some of the things that you do? How can people, like if they want to create boundaries in their career, what are some ways that they can do that? So um, for me, I'll say like, I think for me, it's because my friends and my family, they always tell me like, I mean, I have, I'm, I think people are naturally workaholic prone. <laughs> I am definitely, I definitely feel like I'm prone to workaholism um, because of the way that I think. And I'm very tunnel vision. I'm very driven. And sometimes you can just get caught up in that, you know, that, that rat race or, you know, you get caught up in whatever it is that you feel like you need to achieve next. And so I've had to be very adamant about, um, having those boundaries in my life and in my career so that I can still get things done and be able to live fully, you know, and not be so intertwined with my work and so disconnected from those around me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know for me, one of, I do about three things and this is what I also tell like my clients to do as well. Um, and the first one that people probably would say, oh my gosh, what (laughs) is, you know, learn how to say no, learn how to say no at work. Um, And, you know, for people who are just starting out in their career, um, you know, depending on what your position is and what your responsibilities are, it may be easier for you to say no at work and it may actually be harder for you to say no at work. But um, it's something that I feel like you have to master because I believe that when you're able to say no at work, you also make yourself more selective to opportunities. Mm. And, you don't allow yourself to just take so much on your plate. And so when you're able to kind of look at a filter, you know, decide, is this something that I should do? Is this something I shouldn't do? You're also able to almost build your resume, build build your credentials, build your skill set, rather than just filling your plate with just so many different things that you have to do day in and day out. And so I think that when you're able to say no at work, you also show people that, you know, that you care about the things that you do and that you're only willing to do things that you know that you can do really well. And when you do get those opportunities that you say, yes, I want to do it, you're able to really go above and beyond because this is something that you're now committing to and you're not adding extra busy work you know and you're doing something that you know that you're really passionate about wow, so I think that so many pluses to saying no yeah, no that that is amazing like that, that I could definitely see how saying no and being selective about the the projects and the assignments and the tasks that you can take on really can help you grow but I have a question, like if, like you said, if you're, you know, either new in your career or new at a company and you're really trying to, you know, prove yourself, et cetera, like how mm-hmm. do you actually say no? There's a level of having, you have to do certain things at work, you know, you can't really get out of it. So what are, like, what's a quick tip or something that you can give our listeners to how to actually put that into practice? Like what have you done in the past or coach your clients on in the past? 
Yeah, so um, I think that as you get into your career and you have more of a leadership role, it's easier to say no to the types of projects you may work on. But I think that when you're starting out in your career, it's almost easier. And it's, you're not, you don't really have a leeway to say, like, I don't want to work on this. Don't give me this because they'll be like, why are you here? Um, but, <laughs> but you can limit, you know, the time that you work. So sometimes when you're in a lower position or junior level position, you're often the one that's asked to stay late all the time. And so you can say no to that. You don't have to be the person who's always willing to commit three hours after work to work on a project if you don't have that time to necessarily do that. Um, and so, you know, you don't want to be the person that people can't count on. But sometimes if you know that this is really not going to benefit you from staying late after, staying late to work on this, just say, you know, hey, I actually have plans. Like I have plans with my family or I have plans with um, whatever your plans are that you do have after work. Be able to say that because you know, I actually did, did some research and saw that the someone who stays later at work is not always the um, person who gets the more success later on. And sometimes the person who's able to be headstrong in their decisions and becomes becomes known as a person who they can trust to make decisions. And so kind of become that person who you pick and choose what works for you and be able to be honest when you know that it's not possible for you to stay in, stay late, or when you know that a project really isn't going to be beneficial for you. So for instance, if you know that you're getting a project that you're pretty sure you won't be able to do well on and it won't help you in the future, you know, if you feel like you have to work on it to kind of save face, then work on it. But if there's somebody else in the office who, you know, loves that thing that, that you're given, be able to say like, hey, I think Hannah would really love to work on this. She mentioned to me that she's really passionate about this topic or this issue. Do you mind if I work with her on it? Or do you mind if um, if she if I give it to her? She told me she has free time at such and such time in the afternoon. Um, so being able to kind of delegate tasks to people who are even passionate about those things can also be helpful when you're um, in that position where you don't really have much of a say of what assignments you get. That's awesome advice. And I know even for me, some things that I've done in the past, like, you know, with my job now, when I was going through the negotiation process and everything, I kind of from the outset said that I, you know, my schedule needs to be flexible. I have a young child at home um, and, you know, I need to leave at a certain time to mm -hmm. go pick her up and I might have a doctor's appointment or a dance recital. So that was already a given. That was my non-negotiable. Yes, I'm, mm -hmm. a, I'm, you know, more senior in my career, but I think the way that the workforce is headed with, you know, a lot of jobs being work from home and flexible work yeah. arrangements, there are definitely ways to infuse that. Um, mm -hmm. And then the, the second point I have on that is just sometimes just not saying yes to something could mean saying no. So I think when people <laughs> are trying to, you know, really prove themselves and someone says, oh, who wants to do this? I need a volunteer. They're like, oh, I'll do it. You know, you sometimes yeah, just exactly. don't say that. So it's not yeah. even a matter of always having to turn things down and be the person to say no, but sometimes don't say yes. Like, I am good to just, you know, start looking down and looking at my nails and be like, yeah, I don't know who or what. Exactly. That ain't, that's not me. So, okay. and it's not that yeah. you do that all the time. Obviously, you pick and choose, yeah. but you have to be, I know my, and I'm also very honest with my managers and my boss and the people that I work with about bandwidth. So I know when I'm at my capacity, I'm not going to take on anything else. And if I am, then we're going to talk about how do we reprioritize and how do we exactly. reshuffle. So I think, you know, yeah. you definitely raise a good point. Cool. So what's another way to help create some boundaries in your career? 
So the other way that I try to create boundaries in my career and how I kind of tell others to do so is, you know, learn how to make use of the time you delegate to your work and projects. I know that you kind of touched on that in one of your um, podcasts, talking about just how you should be more mindful of how you spend your time and being productive. Um, And I think that that's just so important because you can't get time back, as everyone always says. Mm -hmm. I actually read an article today that said, knowing how you spend your time is just as important as knowing how you spend your money. Mm. And <laughs> and that t- t- touched me because I was like, you know, yeah, <laughs> everyone's always like, you know, budgeting and figuring out mm-hmm. how where their money should be allocated to. But how often do we kind of budget our time and allocate our time? And so that kind of got me going today, just reminding me how important it is to be conscious about your time. And You know, um, for me, I am really, really crucial on the time that I spend. I know, again, that I don't want to be a workaholic and I don't want to spend hours on end working. So um, for me, I try to prioritize everything that I do Um, and I keep myself on a strict schedule. So I am really big on like time blocking. So if I know that I have to do a certain project, um, I'll try to block out that schedule from like 10 to 12 or uh, whatever time that I know that I need to work on things and then just make sure that I'm really laser focused on that. Um, It's sometimes harder when you have different things coming in via email or your colleagues asking you to take certain things on. But I know for me, I try to tell myself that, you know, what is the most important thing that I need to accomplish today? Um, And if usually if it's just um, something that I can get done in a few hours, I try to make sure that I block those hours out so that I can do it and focus on it. Um, I also go as big as having like a 30 minute alert on my laptop (laughs) Um, people are always like what what is wrong with you um but I'm just really big on making sure that I'm aware of how much time I'm spending on things um and so like whenever I have that 30 minute uh, alert every 30 minutes um you know it just kind of lets me know kind of makes me ask myself okay am I using my time wisely um am I making sure that I'm getting things done in the right amount of time um and so doing things like that to Make put yourself on putting yourself on like time blocks where you're holding yourself accountable, maybe from eight to ten. What have I done with my time? And from 10 to 12, what have I done with my time? And making sure that you're not just doing tasks to say that you're doing tasks, but you're doing things that are of relevance and importance to you, I think is also essential. That is that is so so true. And a couple months ago, like early on in January, I did a, a challenge with you know a few of my followers, and it was because you know these people are like you know I'm so busy, I want to find a new job, but I don't have the time to do it. And so we did like a five day challenge to really just audit how you spend your time. Every single mm-hmm. thing you do, audit it and write it down and what time. And what we realized at the end of the five days is that. It's a, lot, it's a lot of time wasting. So yes, you may always feel like you don't have any free time, but when you look at the time, you've wasted time or you've done things that are not having impact or you've done things that are not even moving you towards your goal. So when you say exactly. to like really make use of the time that you're spending and making sure that it aligns with your goals, that is, that's spot on. So that's really yeah. good. Um, And the last thing I'll say about that is that, you know, I also find that sometimes we have things on our to-do list and we're like, you know, um, we'll put certain things on our to-do list, big things, and then we'll say, we'll tell ourselves, like, we'll get it done. And then when we get to that that part of the to-do list, it's like, oh my gosh, this is actually going to take me 
five hours and then you <laughs> you end up spending five hours that you didn't allocate in your day to do that task. And so for me, I don't necessarily just say like, okay, I'm going to get this one, this project done. But whenever I write something down on my to-do list, I actually think about, okay, how many steps are involved in getting this done? And how long is it going to take me to get these steps done? Because sometimes you can't get everything done in that one sitting. So being aware of how long it will take you to get things done is also helpful. So you're not, you know, sitting at your computer for a seven hours on end thinking that it would take you two hours and it's actually taking you seven, you know? Um, So that's another big thing when it comes to making sure that you're actually being mindful of the time that you're putting into things. Awesome. All right. So what's your last tip? You said you had three tips. So what's the last one to create boundaries in your career? This one is my favorite. It is no one to shut down. No one to stop. Mm-hmm. That is so important. Um, you know, whether weekly, daily, monthly, you know, know when you need to rest. Kind of like when you said, like, you know, when you have that weekend when you, you can just binge watch and relax and not have any responsibilities. Um, know when you need that. You know, um, I think that is so important for people who are so prone to just working, 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 because everyone has that time when they're like, you know, I can't focus anymore. You end up spending three hours on your favorite blog and you're like, wait, the time is going by. And usually, <laughs> usually those are times where you should probably shut down. You know, had you taken about 15 minutes to just relax and, you know, clear your mind, you may have been able to use that rest of the time to get certain things done during the day, opposed to waiting three hours doing nothing. And then it's like six o'clock and you're like, oh man, I need to finish this. Um, and so I think that it's just important to know when you need to stop. Um, for me, I try to shut down latest 6.30 p.m. Um, I try to shut down before that, actually, um, because I also try to wake up really early to start my day. Um, but, you know, I tell myself, if, if it's not done by 6.30, just end it. Um, I was reading an article not too long ago, probably like last year, and, and Shonda Rhimes was talking about how she um, manages her three shows. If you're not familiar with Shonda Rhimes, she is the one who created Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder, and the infamous Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. And, she was, <laughs> and she was talking about how she manages to do all of that at once. And um, she said a number of things. And one thing that stuck out to me was that she was like, she was just a workaholic and she was working till 11. And, you know, she has, um, you know, children and things like that. And so she kind of realized that she needed a stop point. And so now she stops everything that she does at 7 p.m. no matter what. Um, and she also has in her signature that, you know, after 7 p.m., you know, don't expect a response from me. You'll, I'll get back to you the next day. And so she's really intentional about how, her time and how she prioritizes things. And so I think that if Shonda Rhimes can manage three shows and shut down at 7 p.m., then we have no excuse <laughs> to not shut down because, you know, work is always going to be work. Work is always going to be there the next day. And so I just think it's important to know when your body needs a break. Yeah, that yeah. is so true. Something that I always say is like, this is not, you know, rocket science or this is not break- Brain surgery. So unless mm. you're doing one of those things that are actually like <laughs> life or death things, you can pause, you can take some time, you can, you know, shut down and mm-hmm. it'll still be there when you get back and you'll be better for it because you've rested and kind of given your body that time that it needs to recharge. So that's amazing. So just to recap your three tips for creating boundaries in your career. One, you should learn how to say no or just not say yes at work. (laughs) You should learn how to make use of the time that you delegate to your work and projects. And most importantly, know when to shut down, even if it's daily, weekly, monthly, whatever you need, but know when you need to recharge. So that's awesome. So in thinking about the tips that you just gave us, if 
you know, people were to incorporate these tips into their career, what are some ways, like two or three ways that they can expect to see changes in their career? Like how does this affect their career in the long term? Yeah, so we kind of already touched on some of the benefits, but to be clear, you know, you'll be able to make smart career moves, one, um, kind of like when you're able to say no or not say yes, you're able to kind of think clearly about, you know, what is the bigger goal? Like, what do I want to do at this company? Or what are the kind of opportunities that I want to take, be able to take on outside of this company or el elsewhere? So I think that when you're not overwhelmed with just doing things left and right, left and right, you're able to kind of make smarter moves. And then I think you're also able to decrease your chances of burnout. Um, you know, I think there's a misconception that people think that burnout only occurs with people who don't like their jobs. Um, but people who love their jobs experience burnout too, you know, yeah. and it's okay to admit that because it can happen to anyone. But I think that when you're more intentional about the time you're spending doing things, you're able to decrease that risk. Um, I know for me, um, I'm ashamed to say actually that I've had plenty of nights when I've spent 12, 10, a lot of hours working. Um, for instance, one, one night I stayed up working till 4 a.m. And I, um, the next day, or for, actually for the rest of the week, I was just unproductive because I burnt out. Like I was just tired. Like I gave it my all, basically. And I think that knowing just how to say no and knowing that all deadlines are not always urgent deadlines can help you um, decrease that burnout. And the last thing I'll say is just, um, you'll be able to be more intentional about your relationships and your other interests. For instance, me making mac and cheese um, and the <laughs> other things I like to make. Um, you know, you'll be able to be more intentional about what you like. So, you know, when you're able to disconnect from your, your work, you're also able to connect to yourself and connect to your interests and the people around you and your loved ones. And I think that just makes life so fulfilling because Work is not just your life. It's only a part of it. And it's important to have those other parts be just as fulfilling as your career. Oh, that is awesome. Awesome advice. We got a lot of information today, especially for people who are really trying to, like, take their career to the next level. You don't want to be burnt out. You don't want to, you know, not be intentional about what you're doing. So I think this advice really hits home for them. So thank you so much, Adenola, for taking the time and sharing this information with you, with us. So I just have one more question. If people want to get in contact with you, where can they find you? Yeah, so um, I have, I'm usually writing things on employeeredefined.com, and that's employeeredefined.com. Um, so you can find me there. You can sign up for my newsletter, which you'll get practical weekly advice from me that people usually call their weekly pick-me-ups and are always asking me how do they read their mind. I don't know either. Um, so you can sign up there, and you can also email me at adenola at um, employeeredefined.com if you want to ask any direct questions. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Adenola. Thank you so much. It's been great. Of course. No problem.